How will the decisions you make now affect your future? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Later in the show, you'll hear from Scott Perry, whose girlfriend had an abortion when he was younger, then realized the weight of his decision when he got older and had another child. You know, I think about my own life and the things that I did and the decisions I made. For me, it was very much a survival mode life. And I just did one thing to the next, whatever felt good and whatever I liked and desired. And a lot of those things started to weigh me down. And it wasn't until I sat down and started to look back on my past that I thought, wow, what was I thinking? I did so many things that I shouldn't have ever done. And I had a lot of regrets. Yeah, it's easy for us, you know, as we get older to look back and simmer down and just really regret past decisions. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, as they get older, it's really hard when they get time and then they look back and say, gosh, you know, I I wish I hadn't drank too much. I wish I hadn't made those past decisions like that. Yeah. But when you're younger, it's just like, hey, you know what? It's okay. It's all fun and games. It's not a big deal. You know, well, I'm just going to make these decisions for now. And it's just temporary. Right. But then later on, it can cause a lot of regrets. Right. The Bible says in Proverbs 19.2, it says, Also, it's not good for a soul to be without knowledge. And he sins who hastens with his feet. Mm. So oftentimes, we can hasten with our feet. We can rush into a decision. Yeah. Thinking, well, this is my only choice. It's not the best choice, but it's the only choice. So I'm just going to rush right into it. Right. Then we don't think about how this can affect us later on. And that's something where the Bible says, it's not good for a soul to be without knowledge. Do we really have all the knowledge that we need to have before we make the decisions that we're making? And I think a lot of times we just make these quick decisions because we want to get going. It's a fast paced world. We need to make things happen. And this is the way I need to go. Sometimes we go off of feelings and emotions. And then what happens? Boom. We're left with consequences. Or like in my case, I had a lot of regret. And it wasn't until I reconciled those things with Jesus where I said, God, I am sorry. Like I didn't realize the mess I was leaving behind, the people I was hurting, the things I was doing. I was very self-focused. Even just as I first got to know the Lord, I was still like a wrecking ball in some of the things I did. And when I started to really think about that and say, Lord, give me wisdom, give me knowledge, help me to make right choices. And I think that's the key. When we submit our plans to the Lord, when we start to pray and we start to ask Him, He will direct our paths instead of us hastening with our feet to do things because we could regret it. And it's very difficult when you live life that way. So just remember, ask around, make sure you have knowledge before you make certain decisions in your life and make sure you're making the right one. And seek godly counsel. Give all your requests to the Lord and He will direct your paths. Let's hear from Scott after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. 
Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Scott Perry, and he's going to share with us how he came to know the Lord, but then struggled with deep feelings of guilt from an abortion that his girlfriend had when they were younger. Let's find out now. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I understand that you didn't grow up in really a Christian home. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I'm in the middle of two girls. We're all two years apart, and we were all kind of baptized together in my grandfather's Catholic church on Long Island, and then a pretty decent home after that. No spiritual upbringing at all. And at age 11, my dad decided he didn't want to be married anymore, so my mom and my sisters and I moved to upstate New York and did the single parent thing. And after a couple of years of that, I moved back to Denver with my dad, and I was kind of brought up by him. And unfortunately, his upbringing didn't have any spiritual background or any benefit that he saw. So there wasn't any involvement in my life. Right. And as your dad was raising you, you ended up getting a degree and started a relationship with someone. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's funny. My dad just uh, bolted. My After I got out of high school, he just left Colorado for Florida. He's like, I'm not living here anymore. So I had to find my own place, which isn't, you know, 18, it's not that big a deal, but it is when you are 18 and you didn't expect to be tossed out in the world like that. So right. I found a place to rent with my golden retriever and started working at a place and then decided to move back to Rochester to get my degree. My mom worked at a community college. And it was after those two years that I came back and I met a girl and we lived together for a while. And early on, Boy, it was a great relationship, but you know, neither of us had a mindset for marriage, let alone for supporting another person or having someone affect our ability to do what we want. So right. early on in that relationship, we did decide to do an abortion. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, young people come to a place where they're in college or they're starting a job and they're not expecting to, you know, have a child at a young age. And for you, it must have been like, wow, I mean, this isn't going to be possible. I'm, you know, too young. Tell me a little bit about what a man might be thinking or what you were thinking at that time. Well, you know, I look back at my situation with my family and in the back of my mind, I guess it was seeing my dad go through many wives after my mom and leaving us three kids. It's like, well, you know, I haven't got a good role model and that stuck with me for a long time. I guess that's the back of my mind. It was tough. Mm. And so for the abortion, you guys decided, well, we'll go ahead and get an abortion. Did that affect your relationship at all? Or did you just continue to go forward in life? No, it's just amazing that we had such little conversation about that. It was just basically a speed bump in our relationship. Take care of that. And that was done. Right. So. And moving forward. So you were in this relationship for about six years and then ended up deciding you wanted to move on. And through that, you got on chat rooms and were meeting different people, but you were really searching for something. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. The relationship ended basically because I discovered the computer and I discovered that there's other women out there. And I thought, you know what? I'm 24. I don't want to have one girl for my whole life. I really want to explore what's out there. So I end the relationship. I moved near downtown Denver and I just had a computer. I just wanted to troll chat rooms, just trying to, you know, propel my social life. And it was really not a great scenario, but I got in the chat room and I Maybe there was one about Jesus back then. And I met a lady my mom's age in Carbondale near Aspen. And I mean, it's amazing. She told me the gospel and I said, yeah, yeah, I'm all in. And we ended up saying, let's meet in Castle Rock. And she brought me my Charles Swindell Bible I still have. And I gave my life to Jesus in a booth at a Denny's in Castle Rock, Colorado. Wow. Wow. So you were in a chat room trying to find girls, but you ended up finding Jesus. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Amen. 
And so after you came to know the Lord and you received him in your heart, then you started thinking about the things that you have done wrong. And you realized there was a time that you had some influence in an abortion that your girlfriend had. And that is when you started to feel that guilt. Can you tell me about that? So years went by and finally a friend of the family introduced me to my wife. It wasn't long after I said, boy, you know what? I wasn't inclined to be married, but now I really want to ask her to marry me. And we got married in 07, but it wasn't until late 2011 that something happened. I would be driving down the highway and just start crying. It was happening quite a bit. It wouldn't take much and I would just be affected. And it wasn't until January of 12, when my wife told me she was pregnant, that I realized that boy, you know what? I'm a Christian, but I haven't been living that way I should be. I mean, it's like, wow, you know what? Here I am happily bringing someone into this world. And now they have a half brother or sister they'll meet in eternity. And it's like, well, you know, I have the Lord's peace in that. And if I didn't, that'd be really tough to get through. How would I enjoy this peace with this little girl that I have now if I couldn't get past that, you know? And it is one thing. It's one thing. God said, hey, I'm going to be your dad. You're going to be a good dad. And there's no reason for you to have any question about whether you can be someone's dad. And when she told me she was pregnant, it was like, wow, I can't believe it. I would not be able to be in this situation and the joy I have in my heart if it wasn't for this process that has been happening over the last month or two. And it's just Mm -hmm. lay it at the cross. And he takes care of that anguish that we have. And it's just amazing to have being anxious for nothing it even means not being anxious for seeing him when my life is over and his forgiveness for taking a life that he gave me. Right. Okay. And so there are people listening right now who need a word of encouragement or they want to hear something maybe related to this. What would you say to someone right now who may have gone through something like you have been through? Well, it's pretty heavy duty that I decided that, boy, you know what, this Christianity is for real and everything else fades in the peripheral. I focus on the cross. And part of that is the guilt. It wasn't an overpowering guilt. It was just peace with that and everything else in my life that happened up to that point. It's like, well, now I'm going to do the best I can to live for him, but I can't be perfect. No one can. He is not asking a lot out of us. He wants our whole hearts to be clay on a potter's wheel. Right. But it's just, you know, when you're a Christian now, you look back, you think, boy, these mass shooters indiscriminately taking lives. It's like, why doesn't it matter when people are just taking lives of their own flesh and blood? It really hits you when you come on that side of the spectrum and looking at the situation. I just, you know, want to instill in people that are listening that haven't got to that point yet to focus on the word Jesus. You know, it's tough to be in society and you can talk about God, the Almighty, but when you pinpoint it to Jesus, it's a little sketchy out there with the response you'll get from people. But you got to stay firm in that word and that name because he is all that matters when you're walking with him. Amen. Well, there are people who are listening right now who want that same freedom you have. Maybe they've made a decision they feel bad about. They've felt guilty. Maybe they've done it after they've come to know the Lord. And we're going to pray for those right now. And I'm just really thankful that through your relationship with Jesus, you were able to find that forgiveness and healing for your past. And there are many who need that right now. Thank you so much for sharing with us your life and how the Lord got a hold of you. Thanks for having me. You know, I really love this story because I sense that there's someone right now who's in that position where you're searching and searching and you're not really sure what you're looking for. There's something missing, it feels like, from the inside out, and you don't know what exactly that is. I'm here to tell you that you're searching for the missing part of your life, and that is Jesus Christ. Not just some doctrine, not some idea but a real relationship with the Lord, your God, the one who formed and fashioned you, the one who knows you from the inside out. 
Jesus, I'm praying for that person right now who has not found you yet, who has not been completed, who feels that they're missing something, and they realize right now that it's you. So Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you. We repent of our sins. We thank you, Lord. We want to follow you, and we ask that you would complete us as we need you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you all. You're listening to Real Life. Real Life.